podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And with me, as always, is my friend from down under. He is off work right now, so he's very, very happy. And his name is Wade. How are things today on your day off? Things are pretty... Well, I didn't have today off. Oh, I I, it I worked, starts tomorrow. I, yes, technically, yeah. Okay. So I worked today and I got out early. Like, I finished everything up super quick and I was like, all right, I'm going. See you guys in like two weeks. <laughs> you little nerds. That's right. Leave me alone. If there's a problem, solve it yourselves. Yes, that's... Yes. That, that's, yeah, that's very accurate. Um, <laughs> I had a question though. Um, is it just you? I mean, I thought when I booked you for this, Just Jordan would be here too. <laughs> That is an excellent point. Uh, no, Sorry. no just Jordan with us. I could not help it. <laughs> that poor man. Yeah. Uh. That poor, poor man. Although I guess that was more slight on me, but either way. I'm kind of confused about how this whole thing works. It's just kind of a rag on both of us, apparently. I don't think it's a rag on you. Oh, good. I think it's, it's just him. Just him. Like People think seem to think that you two... Like, if they get him, they get you too, for some reason, which doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. I guess if you're not familiar with what we're talking about uh, yesterday, like, let's see, I cast some casting with Wade here on a Monday. So yesterday, which was Sunday, I cast the 19th Gauntlet Global Open where Scarlet and Losira showed up. So you should probably tune in next week at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so while we were getting warmed up, Jordan told a story of he was casting another tournament earlier in the week and somebody in chat said hey where where's falcon paladin where's that guy and jordan felt very sad that he was not alone recognized for his excellence in casting skills he's, he's a very good caster but that apparently they thought it was a package deal where falcon came with him so hmm. he got ragged on a little bit during the cast uh there were some donations that were made and if you donate you get to say things <laughs> and <laughs> I believe one was this yours one of them was like oh falcon it's nice of you to let this noob jordan cast with you today that was not me. and it that was not you thank goodness okay they all kind of run together with the donations but our friend wade was there and was very nice to support the tournament as well and honestly who doesn't like to watch scarlet and i know some of you were thinking well losira versus scarlet matches zbz i hate mirror matchups guess what scarlet played protoss and it was amazing and you're all missing out for not being there so that's just me being scolding right now. No, everyone should be there. Yeah. Be, be there or be harassed by Mass Oracles by Scarlet. Oh my gosh, the Mass Oracle play is so good. It's it's, it's so, so stupid good. good. Oh my gosh. <sighs> so that was great. Mm. So meanwhile, other things are happening mm. in the world, including BlizzCon is coming, Wade. Ooh, BlizzCon! BlizzCon! And... We were talking before the cast, before the pod, and saying, I wonder if the brackets have been released yet. And then we realized, obviously, it's group stages first, because, duh. Yeah. But we found the group stages. They are posted mm. as of, I don't know when they posted this. I didn't know about it until now. So as far as I know, they were posted like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and we were just lucky enough to find them. Good job, us. Or Wade, more specifically. <clears throat> I mean, Google did all the hard work. Let's be real. Well, Google does the hard work for everybody, honestly. Come on. Yes, that is, that is it's true. It's true. It's true. I look forward to the day that we just have implants in our brain that directly allow us to ask Google something and get the answer implanted directly into our minds and we understand it. Mm. Just cut um, out the middleman. Why make us type things or use voice searching? That's ridiculous. That is way too hard in 2017. It is. It's too much. Too much. So, 
Anyway, the point is group play. And the first comment I made to Wade when I saw this group play these groups, I said, I feel like nobody should win these because they are all groups of death. And then I realized, well, it is the WCS Global Final, so obviously it's going to be groups of death anywhere you look. But I can't imagine anybody, no matter who these players are, looking at these groups and saying, well, I've got an easy road to the final. <laughs> this will be cake. This will be a cakewalk. No, 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 no. I mean, okay. Okay, this group D, Innovation, Gumio, True, and Serral, who, we remind you, is currently number one on the Korean ladder. So, or maybe he was a couple weeks ago, but at some point he was. So you might look at that and say, well, Serral's the non-Korean in this group, but you know what? He's been killing it. Oh, I mean, if I had to pick anybody to come in last, it might. It's going to be Gumio, obviously. But at the same time, he is such an incredibly solid player. I wouldn't be shocked to see him move out either. I would be willing to bet that True comes in last. Out of that oh, group. you think True's? Yeah, because True's <laughs> been... He's the guy that we, for whatever reason, has a visa and doesn't... He, he's the Korean that gets a free pass to every international event, right? For reasons we don't understand, correct. Yeah. But he never wins them, right? And if no. if Koreans are the dominant ones, why is he not dominant when he's the only Korean? Because there's more to it somehow that, I, again, I don't understand. There, there must be skill <laughs> in questions. this game. There must be some what? sort of skill element. <laughs> no, it's just where you're born, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> where you're born and raised. Because if you're born in Korea but spend your whole life in America, obviously you're not going to be good enough. So Obviously. Obviously. So, I don't know, but Trues... I mean, I've seen True struggle against Neeb and other really elite Protosses, but I think his ZVT is really solid. And that's all he has to deal with in this group. There are no Protosses in here. That is true. Haha! <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> Not intended, but I made it sound like it was anyway. Alright, so what? which group of yours is your favorite and or the group of death? Again, they're all groups of death. They're all groups of death. Um, I mean, I'm most excited for Group D. Okay. Yeah. Either... I'm looking I... at all of them. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to pick. Group C, Elazer, Hero, Dark, and Kelezer. I... Yeah, exactly. TY, Special, Stats, Snoot. I... I got nothing. I am speechless. Go ahead. They're all going to be great ma matches, no doubt. I mean, this is, if you never watch live StarCraft, and I don't know what StarCraft fan never does, but you should really watch these ones if you're going to watch anything this year because this is where it's at. This is where it all comes down to these. And again, there's no Bion, but that's because he failed to qualify. It was a standard failure to qualify by him. Not sure what happened, but it was straight up and it was legit. He got wrecked by Korea's best players, Deer and Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, very excited for this. Uh, October twenty seventh through November fourth. It's fourth. It's coming up, coming up, everybody. And if you remember, if you are a frequent listener of the podcast, Wade and I made a bet about who would win, about who would win the BlizzCons. We did do that, and yeah. both of our horses will not meet in group stages. So that's really? nice. Yes. Yeah, so it's a guarantee they're not going to knock each other out of the group stage. <laughs> but it is not Somehow. a guarantee they'll both get through the group stage. No, it is not. So what do we do if they both get knocked out or if one of them gets knocked out? 
should we just change it to see the one who goes the furthest? Yes. Yeah, goes the furthest. And if it's a tie, then it's a tie. So be it. Yeah. All right, deal. Agreed. In front of all of these witnesses listening to the podcast right now, if one of us tries to weasel out of it later, remind us of this moment. Mm. Exactly. And Time shame stamping. us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So much, much shame. Much shame. Much. I hope Neeble, I hope Neeble likes PBZ. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, he does, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does. That's the whole thing. Mm. Uh, so he's against Nurcio, Sue, and Rogue, which, again, is not easy, but I don't know. I feel like Neeb's okay in there. It's, just, it's so hard. You, you can't just pick one and be like, that guy's going to get knocked out. I'm like, no, 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 no. Nope, not how it works. No one's a guarantee to die here. I mean, <clears throat> I'd almost say special in the TY special stats snoot group of group A, but... He's been really good ever since he spent that time in Korea. He's been moderately terrifying. He he mm. is really good, but he does have a tendency to occasionally destroy his own bases. <laughs> Legitimate concern. I saw him do that in junk shopping. And I'm like, you're supposed to be really good. Win. Push on for the Terrans. <laughs> but no, huh? No luck. But no, tragically. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he he's had some pretty good success, but not... Major success in major tournaments. Good point. Whereas Snoot has, hasn't he? I think if I'm, or am I misremembering? Recent. Not recently, but in the yeah. past, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had a long career. I mean, just kind of by default, he's going to have <laughs> some really good success at some point. He's been around for what feels like ten years now, but hasn't been that long. But it's been a while. Mm. So good. I'm excited for it coming up very, 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 very soon, and it will be on the Twitches. Indeed. So if you don't use Twitch, first of all, I don't know why. And second of all, use Twitch. Very good. But it won't be on the main stage at BlizzCon. Wade, why would you make me sad like that? I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to make you sad. I'll, I'll edit it out. <laughs> no, one, no one has to know. No one has to know. We'll make it a surprise for them. <laughs> no, it's fine. We can tell the truth on the podcast, even if it hurts us, Wade. Yeah, won't be on the main stage. Bloody Overwatch. Overwatch. I mean, who's even going to watch Overwatch? Obviously nobody. It's going to be on the main stage and nobody will watch. It'll be an embarrassment. I mean, it sold like five copies so far. How do they yeah. even have a pro team? I think five. I think the five is the number. Yeah. Hmm. I looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Copies sold. Five. That's this... funny because I edited it onto Wikipedia. <laughs> <sighs> All right, moving on. Moving on to more happy things. Like, for example, we can talk about some movies we've watched recently. That's more fun. Movies. All right. All right. So, my little sister had a birthday. She was turning, I don't know. I've got eight siblings, Wade. I don't remember how old anybody is. I know when their birthdays are, and that's about as good as I can do. Oh, well, I'll I mean... say she's. We'll say she's 25. Okay. okay. That sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any real upside to guessing a person's birthday and getting it right or wrong. Well, no, the birthday I get, but how old they are exactly yeah, is difficult. Yeah. Guessing someone's age is never a, oh, yeah. never a good thing. Nope. I mean, and if you do have to guess, guess 10 years lower than you think it is, <laughs> you might be okay. 
So, Especially if you're dealing with a woman. So you think your little sister is 35? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't following my own advice there, obviously. Uh, do as I say, but not as I do. I get not it. Not as I do. Anyway, the point is, for her birthday, we went to go see Atomic Blonde, because we're both big Charlize Theron fans. And really good, really good 80s vibe. It takes place like days before the fall of the uh, Berlin Wall in Berlin. And Charlize Theron plays this kind of super secret agent for England, kind of like a James female James Bond. Okay. And it is it's rated R, and it is brutal. It, like half of it's kind of like, hey, listen to this these 80s hits and recognize kind of the themes involved here and the hairstyles and the clothes and the music of it. And then half of it's like, watch Charlize Theron stab someone through the eye with a screwdriver. Or watch Charlize Theron get knocked down a flight of stairs by somebody with a pipe wrench. That's what kind of movie this is. So if you're really into the 80s and really into watch people get the crap beat out of them, I would recommend Atomic Blonde. Okay. Also, there's James McAvoy in it, and he is basically an insane person. He plays a very high-energy, kind of like manic-type role. So again, if you're interested in that, might be something you would enjoy. But yeah, I liked it a lot. One of the things I really liked, too, is that the fight scenes, which I previously mentioned, which are super brutal, they're like the fights begin, and then after about 45 seconds to a minute of fighting, people start to get tired. Like, they start to noticeably get fatigued, which I... That doesn't happen a lot, right? In mm. Hollywood. Yeah. These people can fight at a high level and be very fast for upwards of five minutes. And you're just like, oh, everyone's fine. But I mean, these are supposed to be super well-trained, super in-shape people. Admittedly, they smoke because it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be part of it. But uh, they, they're winded. They're like, they can barely, after two or three minutes of the hardcore, like beating the crap out of each other, they can barely stand. And they're like drunk looking haymakers getting thrown at each other. And it's great. It is just some really amazing fight stuff. And I highly enjoyed that part of it. Oh, fair enough. So there you go. I, I From what I saw of the trailer, because I haven't seen Atomic Blonde, the fight yeah. teams look very similar to like John Wick. Yeah, they do. Fewer guns. Oh, there's still definitely guns, though. What am I saying? There's still definitely gun battles, but there is a lot of just, like, we're out of bullets, or my gun got knocked away, and let me use whatever is around. It's kind of a Jason Bourne okay. style that way. I don't think she kills anybody with a magazine, though. That's kind, of, that's kind of the Jason Bourne signature move from the first movie. I don't think I've seen Jason Bourne. Uh, Wade, why do we do this every week, man? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry you're older than me and seen all the movies, okay? I haven't that's, gotten around to it yet. That's true. Honestly, you can just watch the first Jason Bourne and be good. Okay. So I'm not going to give you a ton of homework, but at some point, I just want you to watch the first Jason Bourne with young, young baby Matt Damon. Baby Matt Damon. Speaking mm -hmm. of baby actors, I watched yeah. Die Hard last night. Oh, baby Bruce Willis. Yeah. And baby Alan Rickman. <laughs> Alive Alan Rickman. Um, also alive Alan Rickman. Good point. <laughs> Too soon. Nah. He had a good life. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, it can't be that good. It ended. Okay, so by that metric, nobody ever has a good life. Good to know, Wade.
Come on, somebody born into poverty and squalor in India who never experiences running water or electricity and dies of, like, malaria at age nine does not have a good life. No, they don't. Thank you okay. for confirming my point. But somebody who spends 98% of their life in extreme wealth and able to do whatever the heck they want, I'm going to vote they had a good life, like Alan Rickman. Right, but if you look at anything vaguely relating to life-extending technologies, we're not too far off being able to slow down and end aging. So basically any life that stops within like days of that would be, a, <laughs> by comparison, a bad life because they don't get to live forever by a few days. Immortality becomes available 36 hours after they die. Oh my gosh, that would be tragic. It would. That'd like, be real bad. You're absolutely right. No 70-year life, no matter how luxurious it is, is not as good as a life where you're eternally young. Right. So, all right. We're going to talk about eternal youth. I do have some thoughts on this. Okay. You want to go? Or do you want to no. talk about Die Hard first? Oh, no, no, no. I just mentioned young Bruce Willis. He looked very yeah. young. You don't have any other thoughts about Die Hard except for Bruce Willis as a baby? I mean, it's a brilliant movie. <laughs> Yes, okay, good. I was so worried you hated it. No, it, it, it <laughs> wasn't the... You sat there and hate-watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the first time I've seen it. Oh, okay. You made it sound like it was the first time you'd ever seen Die Hard. No. <laughs> I don't know what you've seen. Things I assume you've seen, like, for example, The Born Identity. I mean, not that The Born Identity is on par with Die Hard, because it's not. Oh my gosh, so good. Ho, ho, ho. I have a machine gun now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this might have been the second time I've really actually sat down to watch Die Hard. And that's, it's kind of oh. at that point I really realized that the entire reason the guy on the plane tells him to take off his shoes uh -huh. is so that he's walking around barefoot when the glass breaks. Yeah. Oh, they worked backwards from there. They're like, we need a scene where Bruce Willis is walking on glass. How do we get him there? And the answer was, we work backwards and make someone, make him take off his shoes. The yep. first time I watched it, I was just like, okay, this guy has his home remnant, whatever, delete. Like, just completely <laughs> throw that out of my mind. <laughs> I'm more interested in the giant bear he took on his carry-on. <laughs> Which is great. That is, oh, so many good moments. And Alan Rickman is just the penultimate villain. He's so good at villaining. Oh, yeah, Hans Gruber, 10 out of 10. Yeah, yep. Uh, and speaking of sequels that aren't really necessarily as good, the Die Hard sequels. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember Die Hard 2. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, it kind of falls into the same line as Speed 2. I don't remember it very well, so I'm just going to assume it's not very good, and I'm just going to skip that one. Oh, yeah. No, Speed 2 is horrendous garbage. Yeah. Or Matrix 2. Or Fast uh, and Matrix Furious 2. 2. What? Mm. You like Fast and Furious 2? I don't know. Well, Fast and Furious has like nine movies now, so it's hard for me to differentiate. <laughs> Fast and Furious Two was the one where they still actually put like decals and did up their own cars for racing, uh, rather back than when they just... didn't have any money. Yeah, back when they had no money and like yeah. pockets are on empty cars, you know all that stuff. <laughs> gotcha. I man, I saw that, but it was a long time ago. Many many moons. Anyway. We're getting uh, rapidly off-topic from Eternal Youth. Well, that was an off-topic topic, anyway. All right, Eternal Youth. Okay, so that is something that is uh, discussed quite a bit. There is a... Uh, okay, 
I'm going to say Harry Potter fan fiction, and you're going to be like, nerd. And it's fair. Hold on, I'm just going to mute you for a few minutes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a Harry Potter fan fiction, which is called Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality. And the concept is that Harry Potter enters the Harry Potter wizarding world, and he's been raised on science instead of abuse. <laughs> and so he basically asks all the questions all of us have ever asked when reading Harry Potter, and not you, because I'm pretty sure you haven't read Harry Potter. Never. Like, huh? And asks all the questions that anybody who likes to ask questions when they read books would ask. And it's amazing. And there's a whole big thing about it where Harry has is, is no interest in never dying. And so he's interested in the Philosopher's Stone basically um, giving somebody immortality and saying, why can't this be for everybody? Why does anybody have to die? And some really good discussions emanate from that. So this is something I'm pretty familiar with. It sounds like I might actually enjoy this fan fiction because it's just Harry Potter going around being like... What the crap? Your money system is garbage, guys. Yeah. It, there's like so much devoted to that. And there's a whole part about how Quidditch is worthless. <laughs> And there's a wonderful part in the beginning where he meets Ron Weasley, determines he is a moron, and never talks to him again. <laughs> oh, poor Ron. I love it. It's so good. I'll link it to you. Let's see if we can do that. Thank you. So anyway, back to the original discussion here. Um, is eternal life. Okay, so the question is, sure, for a lot of people, it would seem like living forever is a really good deal. But until you've been alive for 300 years, you don't know what your reaction is going to be. Like, would you eventually reach a point, right, where you just want to die? Like, you're done. You've done everything you want to do. There's really nothing keeping you in, in life. You want to see what the next big adventure is, as Dumbledore calls it in the Harry Potter books, and you want to go. And I don't know. I'm not sure if I'd ever reach that point myself. I don't know if anybody would. But it's hard for me to say that everybody's okay with eternal life forever and ever. Amen. Well, okay. If you look at the way that we understand aging as it is, right? Okay. Um, I, I don't remember all the specific terms, but it's the shortening of the end of your chromosomes or something. It's right? just, yeah, they're unraveling. And as they replicate, they start messing up more and more often, right? Yeah. The idea is that if we can prevent, delay, and stop that from happening, we can give ourselves eternal youth. That does yes. not mean internal life, though. So you'd be uh, like the uh. elves from Lord of the Rings, where you can die, but you just won't age to death. But your body doesn't get all wrinkly and your organs start failing. Yes. Got it. Okay, so that's different. Oh, so basically your entire life is spent with a healthy body. So what kills you in the end? An arrow from an orc. But how can you naturally die? No. So it is eternal life, then. Uh, okay, it's eternal life, but oh. it's not immortality. Okay, fair. Right, you, you can still die if you want. Or if somebody wants you dead. <laughs> or if somebody wants you dead, yes. They crossbow you in the chest. Right, but if you have yeah. 300 years of like jujitsu practice, you're going to be pretty hard to you know, be killed. Well, but then they have 300 years of jujitsu practice. And that would make if for the everybody best has Jackie it, it's an, even, it's an even playing field. Oh my gosh, can you imagine <laughs> the kung fu movies where they've had 300 years to practice? You wouldn't need wise. People would just be able to jump off walls and do everything. Yeah, that's at that point, yeah, I think you would. Dang, let's do that. In 300 years, we'll be off planet, 
And if you're immortal and you don't like someone, you just go, okay, I'm going to a new planet. It doesn't matter that the flight is 400 years because we only can reach 10% of light speed and it's a really long way away. You'll still get there. You'll still yep. be fine. At some point, time stops to have meaning for you because you've been alive for so long. Yeah. I do. I don't know. But it would be awesome to have faster than light travel, but everything I've read about it makes it seem like we would have to break some serious barriers about known science to even come close to doing that. Yeah. And that makes me sad. So, again, my point stands then. Uh, some people might honestly be ready to go after 400 years of eternal youth and being an elf. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? I'm good. I think that perspective is too human-centric. In 400 years, you'll have an entirely different mindset, and I don't think yeah. humans today can even fathom what they would be thinking after yep. 400 years of life. Agreed, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people get really comfortable in their ways, as it is, let alone, you know, how the couch outline would look after someone's been sitting in it for 400 years. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Very. Hope you clean it often. You get a new couch every six months, why not? So many couch farts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, you're right. So you would get used to life, is what you're arguing. Yeah, if, you, if you're 400 years old, at what point you say, well, I want to see what else is out there, but it's the only thing I could ever do that has no undo button. Right. Well... Besides shooting yourself in the head, but yeah. That, that would be how you'd do it. Like, that's the, we're talking about death. Shooting yourself in the head is death. <laughs> Fair enough. Whew, it is too late. I have three kids. Did I tell you that already? Yes. Um, yes, sure I believe three. I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's not surprise, it wouldn't surprise me if you couldn't count your kids. Yesterday, you couldn't remember the number of podcasts we had done. I was... And then numbered... <laughs> Sort of close? I wasn't sort of close. You were off by 11. Sure, but it wasn't off by like 100. Could have been worse. You were off by 100%. <laughs> that is true. Stupid math. <laughs> <laughs> Why must you betray me? So, <sighs> okay. And when I'm live casting, especially when I'm live casting, my brain just goes out the window. I can't do anything. I don't know what it is. I would assume it's just you putting more effort into making things like, is the number of children I have actually three? It doesn't matter, just say a number, because what I'm focusing on is more important in the moment. <laughs> Correct. It's just it's prioritization of brain processing power and memory retrieval. Even then, we were trying to remember which Protoss ground units were mechanical, and we missed like four. <laughs> that was not good. I, I mean, you didn't say stalker <laughs> or probe. Nope. <laughs> certainly did not. Ugh. Probe especially. I should have remembered probe of anything. But we didn't. But we didn't. It's very tragic. So tell me about the new Blade Runner, Wade. Uh, okay, new Blade Runner. With featuring old Harrison Ford. Super old Harrison Ford. Yep. Yep. Grandpa Ford. Yep. That's the one. Model T Ford. Um, <laughs> you are on a roll today. Thank you. <laughs> I have i didn't see the original Blade Runner. I'm thinking I'll go back and watch it maybe tonight. Okay. But, yeah. That's fine. Uh, maybe. Uh, so there's a thing that happened. 
the, okay, I don't this. <laughs> the first time you talked to me about the Night Angel books, you said the first one was too many plot twists. Like you, like you just got overwhelmed with plot twists. I did say that. Yes. This one has like one plot twist. Okay, it, that seems it, reasonable. It's so obvious. Are you insulted? No, 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 no. Okay. It it seems so obvious that the characters are, are supposed to like be like, oh my god, and you're just like, yeah, I kind of figured that, but the given how how much you're doing it makes me believe it's just not true, right? It has the opposite effect when it's confirmed. Well, confirmed air quotes. It's not actually confirmed. No, 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 no. It's based on assumption that uh, one of the characters has. Like, oh boy, it's like half the movie is building up to when he finally he like when the character gets the plot twist, and then we're supposed to believe it, but then we go no because <laughs> it's just been building up, and it's like it's obviously not that. It's obviously not that. Wow. And then okay. the, the last half is him believing it and then having it revealed that we were right the whole time. Oh, that's, a, that's annoying. I hate that in movies. I, I like to be tricked. And I'm not that smart. It's not that hard. I, I think it's a little harder to trick you than some people. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Wade. I mean, I can I'm... test this because I tricked people I worked with yesterday with a very, what I thought was a very simple word puzzle that I invented in like four seconds. You invented a word puzzle? Sort of. I did it by accident. Oh, all right. And you just, you, you literally just have to listen. And to, I, like, to be fair, I give you seven guesses to answer, to answer it. You just have to listen. My birthday like this it is. Okay. My, my birthday this year is after Christmas, but my birthday this year is before Christmas next year. Uh, When's my birthday? Word problems, sort of. You should be able to get this. Even you. Even your, me. Even with your three kids. Even me with the three kids and actively doing a podcast right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, say it again. My birthday this year is after Christmas, but my birthday this year is before Christmas next year. Yeah, because it is. Some the people I worked with didn't understand that. Like, they couldn't work it out. Like, even after you explained it? Even after I said it like five times and gave them seven guesses, they couldn't work out when my birthday was. Wow, that's and not these great. Are, these are people I've worked with for five years who should already know when my birthday is. <laughs> mm, I don't know how confident you should be in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think I could name any of my coworkers' birthdays, period. And I've been there for five years. I mean, I know I can't name some of my coworkers. I can't like name, names? I can't See? name them. So you're so confident anyway. Well, okay, hey, these, these, anyway. these are the ones that I haven't worked with for five years. All right. We recently acquired some new coworkers. <laughs> new people. Why does there have to be new people? Because the populations would shrink and die. Snakes. Snakes. Well, well sure. And... Beef. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I've been playing this game Grim Dawn with my housemate, and there's an enemy type that are just giant spiders. And oh. every time, no matter what happens... When we encounter the spiders, we both say, spiders. Spiders. Why does it have to be spiders? I thought Australians just have pet spiders. I mean, we do. Okay. Yeah, but why couldn't it be butterflies? I mean, it could. Probably be less scary, though. Most likely. Our spiders are as big as dinner plates, so. Right. 
And they have things as big as... Um, Bowie knives. Bowie knives. I was going to say steak knife, but that's much better. Hmm. Well, I don't much, know which is Much better. Oh, Bowie knives, for sure. At least American steak knives are not that big. But for spider teeth, they'd be real big. To be fair, those are huntsmen's that usually grow that big. Right. They're friendly. They don't bite people. Oh, good. That's nice of them. Not bite people. I still don't like spiders, though. Nobody does. Actually, I read this really interesting study. Somebody posted on Reddit where, again, it's not a super rigorous study and it's fairly preliminary. But the theory is that humans are inherently afraid of spiders. They don't have to be taught to be afraid of spiders. It is a, like, you are born with it fear of spider. It's interesting. Right, but what about all the people that aren't? People that keep them as pets in Peter Parker. Wait, what? <laughs> Peter Parker's not afraid of spiders? No, he's Spider-Man. How would he be afraid so? of spiders? Why can't he be afraid of spiders? He's a Spider-Man. He doesn't jump at his reflection. Because he doesn't look like a spider, derp. He does in some of the comics. His mutation gets out of control and he grows six extra arms. It's not pretty. And it doesn't freak him out? I bet it freaks him out. I mean, I think he goes crazy. But Yeah, see? I don't think... Okay, so there are people who are not actively afraid of spiders, but the whole point of the study was they measured brain reactions, like brain waves and stuff, hmm. to pictures of spiders and little small video clips of spiders moving. And even if somebody said they're not afraid of spiders, it still triggered that portion of the brain where the fear lives. So subconsciously, there is something going on that even they're not necessarily aware of. A lot of people don't get actively afraid of spiders. There are people who have pet spiders that yeah. they just let crawl all over them because they're filthy yep. people. If they're not afraid, then how are they getting measurements of fear? Because conscious fear is different from subconscious response to something. They're pretty separate. Yeah, they're separate. Yeah, and you're conscious understanding of something and your conscious feelings about something can be extremely diametrically opposed to what your subconscious reaction is. I mean, I, I assume that people have this subconscious feeling of fear and they've just grown up to suppress it? Yeah. They're, they've basically gotten to the point where their logic overcomes any conscious fear that they have. Because they know the spider is not going to hurt them and they're fine. Right, but what happens when you get these same people who are afraid of flying, right? They, that, they, I don't they know. should be able to reasonably be able to overcome it. I'm not saying should. I'm not saying anybody should be able to do anything. But I think some people have overcome a natural fear of spiders. And I don't know. There might be some people that are born without any fear of spiders at all. But in most of the people that they looked at, there was a distinct fear response in the brain when they were shown spiders. Even people that didn't necessarily like, have a cultural fear of it or weren't taught about it. Right. Weren't taught to fear them. So then, I mean, this just brings up the question of, like, genetic memory, which isn't science. It's a theory based on stuff that we're, stuff like what we're talking about. Is, is it possible to pass on specific memories of things or specific attitudes towards things? Does natural selection apply to understanding about the world or is it just about physical traits, you know? It's hard to say, you know, I it think is. this. Yeah. I think inherit instincts that are passed through genes that aren't physical traits there's a genome i don't i don't want to say words like genome because i don't fully understand them properly, <laughs> but there, there's a gene type 
that allow, well, it doesn't allow, it forces you to sneeze when moving from a dark space to a bright space. Yeah, I heard of that one. Right. And I mean, I have it because I sneeze every time oh, I go outside. That's awesome. Okay. And annoying. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the mm-hmm. idea is we developed this trait because when you step outside of a dark area, which is usually, if we're in a dark area, it's because we feel safe there. So it's yeah. usually where we dwell. If we step outside and sneeze, we're spreading our germs outside, not inside where we sleep. Oh, and also notifying every predator within 40 miles that you're there. <laughs> that's, that's a really loud sneeze. That's okay. a thunderclap. Not 40 miles, but within the general area around you, right? Every panther's like, oh, what up? There's a human outside. Right. There's a human outside in the middle of the day because it has yeah. to be bright, right? You and- think pumas care? No, well, I mean, I think they understand safety in numbers. It, like, one puma yeah. is not going to attack, like, a horde of humans. No. Although that was the other... I forgot about it. The other half of the spider one was that humans also seem to be intrinsically afraid of big cats. Really? Like, predatory cats. Uh-huh. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Little cats, I was out... adorable. Big cats, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, if you were walking around in the woods, and I guess in my neck of the woods, it would be mountain lion. But if you hear a mountain lion screaming nearby, like that is a Peter Pan's moment for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a like a urban myth that in the area known as Blue Mountains near where I live, that there mm-hmm. is the Blue Mountains cougar or black oh. panther. Like, I think reports vary. I don't think there's any such thing actually there. It's an interesting story that apparently it goes around and occasionally eats people. Yeah, just occasionally, though. It doesn't have to eat all every time. No, all, every day. No. It hibernates, so. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, anyway, the point of that is, I don't know, something's going on. Some kind of level of intrinsic response to things. And the Reddit thread, which again, Reddit threads are the source of all knowledge in the world, but Clearly. they were discussing that maybe it's because it was useful for people to be able to recognize spiders and fear them back in the days so that you could avoid them and not get bit Mm. that this trait was passed on and people that didn't have a fear or weren't able to recognize spiders quickly died yeah and so the traits were passed on i don't know i mean again there is literally no scientific scientific evidence this is a thing but observationally i kind of like it there's no scientific evidence on reddit (laughs) but it is theorized that humans, one of the things that helped aid our eye development in recognizing different colors was that poisonous berries were red and blueberries being blue. We developed the ability to see those two distinct colors much more quickly because it helped us determine which red uh, poison, wh- the red berries were poisoned, yeah. poisonous. And so, you know, that's a physical trait beneficial to our survival based on something that we're looking at, like spiders or cougars. There you go. Very similar. I like it. I like it a lot. I look forward to one day seeing if this is complete bunk or <laughs> if this has some legit, like we can figure out how this works because that's something, right? Science is all about, it's a history of things that people have observed and not been able to explain that later were explained. And so I'd love to be able to be around and see when this is explained because it's super interesting to me. But while we're on the topic of movies, I did see another movie. I went to see the movie The Mountain Between Us with my wife. And all I knew about it before I went, because, again, I don't watch trailers for stuff I'm going to see, is that it's got Idris Elba and Kate Winslet in it. And I like both of them as actors. I really enjoyed, for example, Luther is a great show that Idris Elba stars in. 
It is a BBC show, actually. Very good. And then Kate Winslet, just all sorts of things from Titanic onward, basically. Sure. So anyway, I kind of thought maybe this would be kind of a romantic comedy or some kind of drama. So I went there, and it starts out, they're in some airport, like a fairly large airport, and they're trying to fly out because she needs to get married the next day, and he has a surgery to perform. But unfortunately, their flight is canceled. Wherever they're trying to get to is canceled. All flights getting out are canceled. There's some bad weather coming up. We have to wait till the next day to get out. And she's like, I really got to go. And he's like, I really got to go. We have good reasons for this. And so she finds them a single prop plane to fly them to Denver. And from there, they can catch a connecting flight to where they need to go. So I'm like, oh, all right. Maybe this is kind of like a still maybe a drama, romantic comedy. There are a couple of funny moments in there so they're flying along and spoiler alert like stop listening if you care about this i'm not sure that you do uh the pilot has a stroke while they're flying over the middle of nowheresville mountain range and the plane goes down and it crashes and i'm like what is going on i did not expect a plane crash in my movie going experience today did they then have to eat the other person to survive nobody ate anybody that's not fun i know i was a little disappointed i was expecting an alive situation if they're gonna throw such a left turn of hey our plane just crashed yeah they might as well go you know if you're gonna be a bear be a grizzly and have someone eat the other one eat the pilot he doesn't need his meat yeah he was totally dead but no they buried him in the snow and like gave him a moment of silence. And I said, you guys, I know this is day one, but you're going to be so hungry in like two <laughs> days. But nope, nobody got it. And the pilot had a dog that he brought along and the dog survives. Oh, there's they actually, him? they do not eat the dog. The dog <laughs> what, survives. What do they eat then? <clears throat> well, in one of my favorite parts and by favorite, I put that in quotation marks. Uh, Kate Winslet kills a mountain lion with a flare gun. Yep, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> so the fuselage of the plane is pretty intact. So that's where they're hiding out, like building fires and stuff and staying sheltered from the elements. Mm-hmm. And Idris Elba is out like looking for a high point where they are. Maybe he can get a cell phone signal or maybe he can see a road or something. But spoiler alert, they are middle of nowhere. No roads. And so he leaves her with the dog. And all of a sudden, this mountain lion are prowling around the crashed plane and the dog goes out there and tries to get it but the dog like gets its butt kicked and doesn't die again the dog does not die there are websites devoted to telling people whether or not the dog in a certain movie dies i'm not yeah. kidding does the dog die.com i know there you go that's it <laughs> apparently Wade is a frequent user of the oh no i don't use i don't use it i've just heard of it oh okay good i have no problems with dog dying in movies but some people get super upset if the dog dies. So again, the dog does not die. But then the mountain lion, okay, starts nosing its way. They kind of put up a, a makeshift tarp over the end of the busted up fuselage and starts nosing its way in and like starts super screaming and getting real mad at Kate Winslet. And she's fumbling for the flare gun that they've got and she shoots it. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay, she scared it and it ran away because really loud noise and really bright flash and some stuff. But no, turns out she murdered it somehow. I think maybe got it through the eye. I don't know what <laughs> happened. But they ate the cougar. So yes, the cougar dies. Okay. 
<laughs> so anyway, the rest of the movie is them trying to get back to civilization and not starve to death and or like fall off a cliff because that's a concern too. Or, you know, get eaten by any of the other cougars out there. And really, there's only the one. That's the oh. only that's the only predator I, they Imagine that. Yep. It's very I mean, that was the Cougar's Mountain Range. Nobody else dared go upon it. The cougar was so mighty, and yet it was felled by a flare gun. Anyway, in short, I don't really recommend this movie. It's based on a book, and I imagine maybe the book was better, because that's usually the case when books are made into movies. Unless it's The Hobbit. Unless it's The Hobbit. Rare example of the opposite being true. Oh, wait, no. No, the the movie's terrible. The book's better. What am I thinking of? Oh, no, you're right. Garbage. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. The movie's better than the books. Oh, fighting words. <laughs> fighting words. Then have you... Okay, let's play this game. Have you read the Lord of the Rings trilogy? No. Okay, then. You're not qualified <laughs> to make that statement. Who are you to say that's I, true? I know I'm not qualified. <laughs> that's why I like making it. <laughs> Those are the best kinds of statements. <laughs> <laughs> fantasy realms are the one place where i'm totally fine to talk about something i don't know unlike genetics and human evolution where i feel uncomfortable why is that wade why do you feel comfortable producing false facts from your false brain about fantasy well my brain is real um because <laughs> fantasy is by definition not real so it, do- it, oh. li- it literally does not matter if i'm wrong Wow, that is an interesting take. Uh, because if I'm wrong, I'm just as right as whoever wrote it. Because it's not real. <laughs> I can't even like I can't even argue with you right now. Your statement was so so inarguably false. I got nothing. What do you mean my argument's inarguably false? What does that the mean? The part when... about I can make false statements about a fake universe and it doesn't matter because it's all fake. <laughs> That one. I, I don't understand. How does how is that not real? How is that not completely fair? It's not fair because there are facts about the universe that was created by the author and the creator that are that are facts. Just because it's not real doesn't mean there aren't truths about it. You can say a statement like Aragorn is King Elisar, right? That yeah. is a fact of about the story of the book. Yep. If I main say main character of the books is Frodo. Fact. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can say Samwise is a better person than Frodo is. Yeah. And that's not real. The story is not real. Therefore, op- it doesn't matter. That's an opinion, though. Yeah. So is me saying I think the movie's better than the book. But it's wrong. <laughs> No, it's not. It's an opinion. <laughs> well, it's no, it's especially wrong because you haven't read the books. If you hadn't seen the movies, you couldn't say that Samwise was a better person than Frodo. But you've seen them, so you can. Right, but I can say Samwise is better than... Oh, what's the name of that other hobbit that they cut? Um, the hobbit they cut? I don't know if he's a hobbit. Um, oh. I haven't read the book. He's got a dumb name. Um, <laughs> that narrows it down. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, characters in The Lord in, of the Ring. 
Right, I'm gonna have to look mm. up. Yep, you should. Is it a dwarf you're talking about? No, he's a Oh no, it's um Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil. Not a hobbit, I don't think. An ancient something in the forest. Yeah. Like they cut him for good reason, because he's boring. Wow, that's fair. I can agree with that one. How wait. So you how what? You haven't read the books. How do you know about Tom Bombadil? I've read some of them. Like I've read bits. Like I tried okay. to read them. You read the uh, Tom Bombadil part. Yeah, because I wanted to know why they cut him. Oh, okay. Because people are like, "Where's Tom Bombadil?" And you're like, "What's up with this dude?" And then you're like, "He sucks." Yeah. And then then I watched the Hobbit, and I'm like, "I want to know more about this the Brown Mage or whatever." Turns out, like everything Radagast? in that movie's yeah, Radagast. He's just <clears throat> entirely omitted in the books. He's like barely yeah. mentioned. Barely, barely mentioned. That's true. Okay, good. So you do have some knowledge about the books. I feel better already. Yeah, I have some knowledge. I have a functional knowledge of Lord of the Rings. Yes, but it's mostly just not from complete. Yeah, I I mean partially from the movies. I know some stuff about the books. You do, as we've established. I know Aragorn dies books. at the age of one hundred and twenty-six. He's buried wow. ne- buried next to Merry and Pippin. Uh, Gimli and Legolas both travel to the west after he dies, after hearing of his death. They weren't there when he died. Uh, he had a son and possibly two daughters. You're reading Wikipedia right now. Uh, I mean, I have Tom Bombadil's <laughs> page open, but this is just stuff that I happen to know about Aragorn. Okay. So you thought Aragorn was awesome, so you researched all this stuff about him. I mean, that wouldn't be incorrect. No, but... Aragorn's awesome. I'm with you. Aragorn's rad. I watch, I watch a lot of Stephen Colbert. Is Colbert an Aragorn fan? He can, like, cite the Cimmerillion by heart. Oh. Oh, I do remember this. I do remember he's a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. Yeah, he's a giant Tolkien fan. That's true. Which, respect. Respect to Stephen Colbert for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we know you're listening. Come on the show. Stephen Colbert, come be, a, come be a guest. You have so much free time. I'm sure this won't be a problem. Mm, indeed. Nope. Speaking of free time, this is a really bad segue. Should we do the NFL Minute? Let's. Let's do the Minute. Let's do. All right. So count me down when you're ready, Mr. Wade. And this time, I'll try not to stop before it's over. That is a trick, though. It's a tricky thing. Mm. No, I just, just realized I've left my stopwatch running for a week. Um... <laughs> that NFL Minute was a long one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Three. Two, one, go. So remember last week how I said the NFL is full of parody and you can't really say there's anybody guaranteed to make the Super Bowl and how I said the Chiefs were one of those teams? Yeah, they got beat by the Raiders 31-30 on Thursday night. Thursday night games are usually just a crap fest, but this year they've been really, really great. So if you have been skipping Thursday night games, I encourage you to watch them. And the uh, Patriots are looking fairly, fairly good against the Falcons, but maybe that's just because they have the Falcons numbers based on last year's Super Bowl, where it was a 28-3 Falcons lead and the uh, Patriots came back. For those of you who did not actually watch it or care about the Super Bowl, which, I don't know, that would be interesting. Rams beat the Cardinals 33-0. In London, we keep sending really, really terrible games over to London every single season. The Rams and Cardinals promised to be a good match, but then the Cardinals' starting quarterback went down. Carson Palmer broke his arm. He's going to be out for the foreseeable future. There you go. I even ended a sentence that time correctly. 
You did. Very well. Well done. Gold star. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Felt good about that one. Hmm, I'm glad. I mm. feel like I need to clarify my position on making stuff up. Wow. Okay. You've been I've, thinking during that minute. <laughs> I had a minute to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always in favor of knowing accurate information. Oh, good. But when I don't know it, I'm totally fine in just in a fantasy realm of saying what seems reasonable to me. Got it. Whereas if it's in a scientific realm, you are more wary of doing something like that. Yes, because if it's if it's real, there should be some, you know, you should be right about it before you say something. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, well, I don't need to worry about my health because Wade said that Eru um, Iluvatar is going to heal me when I destroy the one ring. <laughs> I'm going to start telling people that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Okay, good. Okay, so I, that's I'm glad fair. that's settled. What else do we have? Is there anything else we need to talk about this week? Uh, ooh, that is a good question. Destiny 2 comes out in about 13 hours. It does. I haven't played a single second of the first Destiny, but I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I'm really just kind of throwing Hail Marys with this one. I don't think there's much to talk about a game I haven't played yet. No. How about, was there anything you're hoping it will approve upon from the first game? Uh, I really hope that the final bosses at like the end of raids and stuff... Yeah. Isn't just a bigger version of the little guys that you're fighting, like a to- like. Uh, they do that. Yeah, every time you fight something, it's like, okay, well, these are like human-like people, so you're just gonna fight a giant. All right, these are robots, so yeah. you're just gonna fight a big robot-looking guy. Or like you just fight kobolds, and the final boss is the giant kobold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's lame. Wow, Destiny, come on, man. Come on, Bungie, you can do better. They can. They have. Oh. You remember how I told you about uh, Vermintide? The yes, yeah, yeah. Vermintide two just got announced. Oh, Ooh. and I'm, not is only... there like a date associated with it, or is it just no. we're working on it? We're working on it, I think. Okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah, but you are you'll get to fight vermin. Uh huh. Makes chaos. sense. And chaos and... now they having two enemy types. And chaos. How do you fight chaos? Well, it's all based on the Warhammer fantasy. Oh, which I'm stuff. entirely unfamiliar with, except that they have hydrolisks and space marines. Uh, th- that's Warhammer 40k. This is Warhammer Fantasy. Totally. Oh, no. My ignorance has been shown to all the world. <laughs> this I'm is even more to... ignorant than I thought. What are you talking about? This is closer to Lord of the Rings, where there's like high elves, dark elves, fire mages, oh. dwarves, and. So this is just ripping off Tolkien like everybody else has. I, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, got it. So it's um, less StarCraft and more World of Warcraft. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's actually a lot of similarities between StarCraft and the Warhammer 40k universe. Yeah, I know. I'm aware of them. And I know I'm... that Warhammer did it first. Yeah. I, that... I think StarCraft did it better. Sure. There is actually one of my favorite Penny Arcade cartoons of all time. Is I'm gonna pull it up here for you. That's the one. It is titled "I Hope You Like Text," and it's from 2006. But it still holds like one of the top spots and not one of my of my favorite Penny Arcade cartoons of all time. So 
I will give you a second to look it over. And remember, they were not kidding about the text. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, and this might be Wade, I just realized uh, Penny Arcade is one of the longest running web comics on the internet. It got started in like 97, the like baby, baby internet. And still going strong today, three times a week, these guys. And I love them very much. They are very funny and extremely crude and offensive, but hilarious. And I believe this has been put on a hoodie that you can buy. <laughs> Just that whole last <laughs> monologue. Dude we'll put it like a chaos demon. Yep. <laughs> so we'll put that in the show notes if you want to see what we're oh, talking about. Sure. And but I it's hope basic you like text. I hope you like text. The character Gabe basically says that Warhammer is ripping off World of Warcraft and the other character, Tycho, takes extreme exception to this characterization. So that is how I know. That is how I know how this works with Warhammer and uh, the Starcraft and Warcraft universes. <laughs> he gets really intense. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable for him. <laughs> Pretty much the idea, I think. A lot of this comic is about you feeling uncomfortable. Oh man! As the talking, talking about feeling things, did you watch Carbot <laughs> season six for uh, season five finale? Oh man! Starcross. I I think it was the finale. Was it the one it where was three parts? The ex yeah, part three just came out, right? Yes. Have you yeah. watched part three? Yes. Oh my god! The feels. The, the medevac pilot and the marine. I was just like, no, she's. She's healing him as they're falling and through the atmosphere. He's trying to reach for <laughs> I did not expect feels in my car. Okay, I lied. There's always feels in the car, but... <laughs> but man, that guy, he knows what he's doing. And like the little montage of like, what's, where's your emergency? And he's like, flower? Oh, oh yes. The looking back through the, through the ages. Yes. <sighs> All through just using sound bites from StarCraft. <laughs> yes. It's one of the more impressive parts of this whole thing. He doesn't record anything new. It's all existing StarCraft stuff, sound files. The art's new. I guess I shouldn't say anything. I do like the all the silly stuff, like the Nidus Worm on two different platforms and the Lurker. Just blah. <laughs> just spinning with like guys. <laughs> oh, I, really, I really got a kick out of that. Yep. Starcraft right. is probably my favorite fan created anything that has to do with Starcraft is very good I mean I don't really know a lot else yep I mean it's exactly right there's not a whole ton of stuff but it does it well I picked up some Starcraft comic books the other day actually uh -oh. hmm. and then I immediately left them with my brother <laughs> immediately disappeared off the face of the planet yeah, somehow, somehow I bought two comic books and the person I know who reads the most comic books ended up with my comic books. How did that happen? Basically random happenstance. You basically. Yeah, universe is conspiring against you, Wade. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're at time. And on that note, where the universe is conspiring against Wade, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Woo! All right, so that's going to be it from us. About an hour of your weekly Falcon Paladin hour. This is intentional, you guys. We know what we're doing. But yeah, thanks again to Concordia Recordings for giving us the music for the intro and the outro. Buy t-shirts and hoodies and mugs from the link in the show notes from Teespring. Support the podcast through that and Patreon as well. 
And until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening and you take care of yourself. Once we thought that we'll stay young And these worthies never gold But when I opened up my eyes I said, grow old with me Will you age here by my side And stay beautiful for life Oh, faith away in the darkness and leave me here this world is a cold place without you my tears There is another cougar there, but it's Kate Winslet. Hey <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Wade. Why you gotta be that way?